Thank you for tuning in to the Proper Blokes Podcast. Brought to you by Phoenix Radio and Internet Sports Media, the makers of The Disputable Take. Here is your host, Matthew Medina. And welcome to the Proper Blokes Podcast, part of the Prism Podcast Network. Uh, Just wanted to uh, thank you for joining in and listening to us. Uh, This is one of the two main podcasts here that are on the Prism Network. Uh, We talk a lot of sports. Uh, This one is a soccer-specific only. Just like there's soccer-specific stadiums here in the States, there are soccer. This is our soccer-specific only um, podcast. Thank you for joining us. My name is Matthew Medina. I'm very excited about this. This is officially our second episode. I did want to apologize uh, about our last episode there. I had the settings wrong on my microphone there. My microphone's not as bad as it sounds, so I did want to apologize for that. We'll get, we got it fixed, and now everything's sounding great. So, again, thanks for still listening with us. Again, we're not a you know bad operation here. We just had some technical difficulties there, but got everything fixed, so we're all good. And we're just going to go ahead and dive right into this. This is, again, like I said, a soccer-specific only podcast here. Um, but we're not just talking only you know soccer here. We talk soccer here, football across the world. Uh, we're going to talk mainly EPL and MLS, EPL being the most watched league in the world. And MLS obviously being the National League here in this in North America. Uh, we're going to touch upon some European leagues like La Liga, Bundesliga, Liga, and Serie A. If there's anything interesting going on in there, which this week there are, so we're going to talk about that. But we're also going to talk the Champions League as well. That's another exciting league to watch. Get the best teams in Europe. If you're listening to this podcast and you're a soccer fanatic, you probably already know that. If you don't, you know, you're just listening because, you know, you're new to MLS and you're getting to this and you see Orlando City, if you're Orlando City fan or, you know, whatever the case may be, great competition. The best players in the world are in that competition. So uh, we're just going to, on those leagues, we're going to mainly talk bigger matches. EPL, I'm going to talk a lot, the top six teams, um, as well as who's on the relegation belt, just because the top six teams are great. They're close and it's going to be fun every single year going from here on out. they got great managers in each team. And the bottom, just because this is the most lucrative league and the teams are going to be desperate to stay in there. So that relegation battle in the NPL is just a lot more fun to watch. It's also a lot more easier to access. NBC does a great job of covering the EPL uh, Saturday. I mean, they just do fantastic coverage on it. I hope it never leaves. So um, mainly on the EPL, I'm a Manchester United supporter, so I'm going to talk a lot of them then go into the rest of the league uh, you know not just because they are my team but they're one of the biggest if not the biggest club in the world as well um, we'll talk some rumors in there when we get to Jul- uh, you know end of may july june july i should say um just because this it's called the silly season and the stuff that you hear we're going to try to decipher what's real what's not what can you va- what can you really listen to and say mm, okay maybe that might happen or what's clickbait a lot of that mls when we talk that i'm focus a lot on Orlando city obviously i live in orlando uh, proc, I'm just so close to them. I'm a season ticket holder. Um, but we're also not just going to focus on them, focus on results, which seems are exciting, and how the league can continue to grow. I think that's a huge topic. Everybody has their opinion, and I'm going to throw my two cents in there. So um, with that said, let's go ahead. Let's get started. Let's talk EPL. And we're going to start with my squad. Like I said, Manchester United. Um, I don't want to dwell too much on this because it's the exact same thing I said uh, I've been saying all season what I've said in the first two episodes, um, and you just you can only say the same thing over and over and over again before it's okay. I don't want to listen to that. They can't score, you know. They can't score enough, I should say. You know, they had two games in hand to start the se- to start the week. 
they got one of those back and they drew both of them. And that's just um this is not acceptable. They're not going to make the top four. Like I said, I've been saying that for a while. They're not going to make it. They really should focus on the Europa League. It's easier teams for them to beat compared to who the teams are they're going to be facing in the Premier League. They have one of the do- the toughest um, schedules remaining. And it is funny how I said they should. I sh- I've been saying they should be focusing on the Europa League. And technically, only officially, you're going to have it from when the podcast dropped last time. But Fox Sports just did an article on that this week saying that Manchester United really should focus on Europa League. So uh, the biggest thing there, though, is, you know, I don't know how I like Josie Mourinho. I think he's doing a good job, but sometimes I don't think he trusts the players enough there. Some players don't believe that he believes in them, which, you know, based on the results you can kind of get. But when you're the manager, when you're in a leadership role, your job is to not let them know that you don't believe them. You're supposed to be building them up and making sure that, hey, you know, I believe that you can do this. And you look at Luke Shaw, there's just zero confidence there. You know, look at someone like Anthony Marshall. He has he has a good game. Oh, he's great. And he has a bad game. Oh, he's terrible. And, you know, it's just, you know, Marcus Rashford doesn't look, comf- you know, confident right now. So it's just, you know, they lost Juan Mata. They have so many injuries. It's just too much. They're not going to make the top four. I wouldn't even worry about it. I'd kind of, you know, I let Zlatan play so he can try and get the golden boot as close as he can. But it's not going to happen. Focus on the Europa League. Make sure you win that thing. Uh, in the offseason, they need to get at least four to five new players, whether it's between the Youth Academy, which they should start to trust because, you know, the Manchester United Youth Academy is not bad. It's pretty dang good. Um, trust them or they need to get, you know, go out and buy some players, get a left winger. Memphis, you know, they, they sold Memphis. Maybe they bring him back. He's looking great at um, in the Ligue 1. They need another defensive midfielder to replace Carrick or to supplement him. They sold Schneiderlin. They showed Schweinsteiger. So, I mean, they're, they're, they're just not that deep. They need more center backs, more consistent, healthy center backs, someone to pair um, with Eric Bailly. So, um, you know, I'm not going to really, you know, what, what else am I supposed to say? They're not clinical. Awesome. You know, it is what it is. They're just not going to make the top four. So, um, you know, we'll see what they do in the off season and see how Jose Mourinho uh, plays out the rest of the season. Uh, but we're going to move on to the rest of the top, you know, the top six, top contending teams. Right now, I'm going to be focusing heavily on Manchester City and Arsenal, uh, just because those are the two teams that United are trying to that are competing with for their top uh, that fourth spot there. Um, and the great thing is these two teams played. We're going to look at that result first. Um, big week for the blue half of Manchester. They played Arsenal on Sunday and they played Chelsea. I'm recording this on a Thursday. They played them Wednesday. Um, so the first game they went to, both games were on the road, by the way. So not an easy fixture. Um, and they kind of took it to both teams. But, um, you know, looking at the Arsenal game, Arsenal 2, Manchester City 2, Manchester City dominated that game. And they only came out with a point. Um, they scored first. They looked better in possession. You know, you have to give, you know, Arsenal some some credit. They showed some fight, some spirit when when they have had a shaky two weeks, so to speak. Um, but, you know, City had more possession. They had more shots. They scored first. They got pegged back, and then they scored again, and they couldn't hold that lead there as well. So um, if you're Pep Guardiola, you're going to look at this game and say, you know what, this is two points dropped instead of, a, you know, one of the terms, a hard-earned point on the road. So, um, not a good result there. On their other result, they went to Chelsea. They down, they had more possession in that game, and they lost two to one. 
Um, dominated possession. And you look at the game. You know, I just finished watching the game myself. They dominated the possession because Chelsea scored first and they scored early. The one thing that Chelsea have um, compared to City is they have a great defense. They trust their defense. They're tied with United for allowing the second fewest goals in the league. Um, this is the foundation how you win the Premier League, the Premiership. You have to have a great defense. You can't give up goals. And, you know, if you have one, and Chelsea do, you're going to be in contention. Um, and what I love about this game, it showed that football is one of those rare games where you could be dominated. And one of the rare sports, I should say. You could be dominated in the game and still win. Um, they were a super, they were super efficient with their shots. They scored, they scored a goal. Eden Hazard had a great score, a great goal. They had the penalty, right call, finished it. And although he missed it, got the rebound, put it right back in the back of the net. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what Manchester City do in the off season. A lot of their players who are there now are not pet players. They're going to be gone. Um, they have a lot of money. So it's going to be city. It's going to be interesting to see what they do, and what type of defense they defensive players they bring in, and how Pep adjusts to the the Premier League. It is a different league. There's more competitions. There's a win, there's no winter break. They play a lot of games during the winter. You have to have a deep squad, and I don't think he was prepared for that. It's one of those things where they can tell you, but unless you're actually in it, you're not, you don't really understand how it can affect your squad, so to speak. So um, it's going to be interesting. I have them finishing fourth, and they're going to probably win the Champions League playoff. But in this league, you really want to minimize as many games as you can in, in the early part of the season. Just for, like I mentioned, there's going to be a lot of congestion from December to the end of the month. Because if you're one of these top squads, more likely than not, you're going to be competing on like two or three you know, different tournaments. So... You know, it's just, we'll see what they do. One out of six points, possible six points, just not going to cut it this late into the season. Arsenal, on the other hand, um, you know, after getting a decent result with City, like I said, they were pretty clearly dominated, in my opinion, that game, and they still got a point out of that. They did go in, they did have another home game, and they had a 3-0 victory over West Ham. Absolutely dominated the Hammers. Uh, double the possession, triple the shots, quadruple the shots on target. I don't think they're going to make the top four. They do have the easiest remaining schedule between them, United, and City. So it's one of those you could be like, man, Arsenal does it again. They snuck in the fourth. They won their fourth place trophy. Um, you know, keep an eye on, on Arsenal, see what they do. As for West Ham, this is just not a good time for them to lose 3-0. They looked safe before. They're still they're only five points separate from the relegation spot now. So not the type of not the time of the season you want to be dropping you know, points and losing 3-0. It's just not ideal. Um, so we're just going to go ahead. We're going to move into my tallest midget section. This is the uh, bottom of the barrel. This is the 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 relegation battle. And I'm going to talk to teams who are in there and who they're playing and the results there. So we're going to start right off with what happened yesterday in Wales. Um, Tottenham stay red hot with three goals in the final 10 minutes. They were losing the whole game. They, they were clearly the better team for the match. But they were down 1-0 one, one with 88 minute, with in the 88th minute they scored a goal. There were 7 minutes of extra time. They scored two more goals. A crushing, devastating 
loss for the Swans. Um, the result actually put them back in the relegation zone. Didn't really help their goal difference. They're now two points um, behind. Where did I have them? Whole City, who we're going to talk about in just a second here. Um, you know, their upcoming schedule is not that easy. They have games against United and Everton teams looking for European spots. Not easy wins. They also have to play against West Ham and Sunderland, teams who want to stay above the relegation zone. The Sunderland game might be, should probably be an easy one, but West Ham, West Ham is not going to want to get relegated. So that's going to be a tough game. Shaky to say the least for their prospects of staying in the league, uh, staying in the in the Premier League. Uh, just to finish up on on Spurs real quick here, trying to stay close to Chelsea. I don't think they're going to get there. They're winning. They've won five straight since their uh, loss at Anfield back in February. Like I said, I have them pegged to finish second. Um, the one thing, if you're if you're a Spurs fan, what you're really going to want them to do, and I know I mentioned it, but I'm going to keep saying it until they actually do it. They've got to get players who are who are good bench players. They have their starting eleven is really great. Compete with anybody in Europe, in my opinion. Um, but they need to get some players on their bench that they can rotate, keep everybody fresh. Um, you know, they don't. I don't think they need the world class signings as much as like a like a like United do or Manchester City do. I think they just need to get. Hey, how many more good players can we get who are buying into the team concept and say, hey. We're going to be trying to compete for the FA Cup, the Champions League, and the the Premier League. You know, if this team can get a bench, if they can rotate and allow their their stars, and they have stars. Deli Alley is a beast. Harry Kane's a beast. Christian Eriksen is really, really, really good. Um, you know, their defense is really good, and you know, Musa Dembele is really. Good. I mean, if they can keep their big guns healthy and rested, and still compete and get some players who can cover for them. Watch out! I mean, this and if they can keep Mauricio Pochettino, that is the key. They have got to keep him. Um, you know, just one of the final notes here I put on here: if you're a neutral, this is a really fun team to watch. Um, so, kudos to them. Um, we'll see how far they go and see what they do for next season. Again, they can just get some bench players there. Uh, whole City, the team the Swansea just fell behind, continue winning ways. Uh, they've got nine out of the possible 12 points in their last four games. Um, they beat Middlesbrough, another team they're sharing the the bottom the real the bottom five teams with. Um, first time in a while that Hull has been out of the relegation zone. Um, and you have to say you've got to be honest. This is weird because they were a bottom team, but they're beating the teams they need to beat. Their, their, their wins are coming against teams in the bottom, and what that's doing, it's it's allowing them to get closer to them and then surpassing some of them. Are they safe? I'm not sure. They have two winnable games against Sunderland and Stoke while also getting Watford at home. If they can secure nine points there as well you know, and limit the damage against City, they have to play Manchester City. That's not going to be fun. Um, if they could go to St. Mary's, against Southampton and get a point there. I put I put in my notes there, nick a point. Um, I think they'll stay in the league, but it's a lot of results there. So um, we'll see. It's a lot of ifs, but they're playing. They're red hot, and that's what you want to be at this point in the season, red hot, and they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, and that's all you can ask for if you're a whole supporter. Uh, let me pull this up real quick here. Use full table. 
Yeah, they have 30 points. I mean, if they so if they get those two victories, and let's say they beat Watford at home, that's nine points. That'll put them at 39. That's the safe zone. So we'll see what happens with them. Middlesbrough, on the other hand, the team that, that they uh, they they beat 4-2, to two, they're, I think they're done. Uh, they have a few games against the bottom half teams, but they can't score goals. They can't. It's going to drag them back to the championship. Um, three goals in the last five games is just not going to cut it. And you, you, you kind of feel for them because they have a pretty decent defense. Um, they've only conceded 37 goals for a bottom. I mean, by far the lowest in the entire bottom half. Like the next closest team is Everton, who's seventh. So it's their defense isn't a problem. You just have to wonder, man, if they could have gotten a striker or somebody better than Negredo, somebody who could score goals there. What could have been? Um, tough season for them, but they have games against Arsenal and City. Going to kill their goal difference there. You know, I think they're done. Sunderland, um, their bottom, they're the last team. I think they're definitely out. Um, if you take away their 4-0 beating of Crystal Palace, they've only scored three goals since the beginning of this year. You know, three goals since January. That's just not enough. Um, they also haven't scored since their aforementioned victory over Palace, which was February 4th. So the rest of February, all of March, I mean, this is, they're going like a month and a half um, of not scoring. So they're going to end up in the championship. And when they get there, it may be a while before they're back in the Premier League. I, I, think, um, I think they're done for a while. It's really tough for a proud footballing community that Sunderland is. That's all they have. Um, not good. They need to get investors. They need to get players. They need to do something because it's just I, they're really bad. And I think they're going to be bad for a while. So, um, Speaking of Crystal Palace, they need to be concerned. Um, even though they did beat Chelsea – uh, this last weekend, they went to the South Coast against Southampton and lost. And to be real honest, I looked at their remaining schedule. Even though they're, you know, they're 16th as of right now, they only have 31 points. And their defense isn't so great. And their schedule is brutal with a capital B. Arsenal, Liverpool, and Tottenham, teams competing for Champions League spot and, and two teams technically competing um, for the title between Liverpool and Tottenham. Liverpool, they're only five points back of Tottenham. I don't think they're going to catch Chelsea, but they're going to try and secure that third spot. They don't want to play in a playoff game. Um, so those are they're probably going to lose all three of those games. Leicester City game won't be easy, depending on how they play with the Champions League as well, but those four, those are four potential losses. Um, like I said, they did they did go into to West London and beat Chelsea at the bridge. So you never know with them. But if I'm a Crystal Palace fan, you know, it's this is nail biting time because it's just brutal, brutal, brutal schedule. Um, I don't know. I think they're going to make it. But I think it's just because Middlesbrough and Sunderland are so bad and Swansea just can't get consistent enough. Um so that's, you know, that's the EPL. That's the bottom half, and we'll see how it plays out. A lot of games coming up. Again, you can watch the EPL on NBC um, Family, NBC's between NBC Sports, NBC Proper, you know, extra time. There's definitely where you can watch replays. NBC does a fantastic job. 
um, with the Premier League there. So moving on, we're going to go back to the uh, the 13 original colonies. No, just kidding. Uh, we're going to America, going to the MLS, and we're going to start first, obviously, with Orlando City, um, my team. Uh, they dropped points for the first time all season. Didn't look pretty good against old nemesis Columbus there. Um, couldn't score a goal. They had more shots, more on target, but a little smidgen more on on possession, but it wasn't comfy. They didn't look really great. It wasn't as smooth passing as it was um, against in the second half uh, or in the first couple minutes against New York City in the second half um, or the full game against Philadelphia. So um, they returned to the comfy confines of Orlando City Stadium this weekend. Um, they're going to probably they're looking to maintain their unbeaten run there. Still like what I'm seeing from them. Top half in the Eastern Conference early in the season. Hope they can say that they could really use a playoff run there. Um, so we'll see. Um, I'll be going to the game, bringing my cousin there. I'm excited to bring him uh, to his first soccer game. So that'll be, you know, interesting. And hopefully they they look good. Uh, this is our C to C segment. This is what we're gonna call our recaps of the MLS. There, uh, Atlanta. They're one of the teams I had mentioned last time in the last podcast. They're very exciting to watch, but they were cooled off in the Pacific Northwest. Nil-nil draw with Seattle. Still second in the East. However, they did lose uh, Joseph Martinez for four to six weeks. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if they can continue their scoring ways with March's uh, MLS Player of the Month. Uh, they do host Toronto this weekend, who is coming off a nil-nil match against Sporting KC. For some reason, I didn't get to watch the game, um, but they had Josie on the bench. I don't know if he was injured or anything like that. He did come in as a substitute. Juvinka was back, and... You, if you're a Toronto fan, you'd think, you know, let's play these two guys together. So I doubt that continue happens, but it is it was worth noting. And we're going to keep an eye on Toronto and see if, if there's any type of lingering stories there. New York City, again, have uh, they've only dropped two points since their opening defeat at Orlando with a 2-1 win over San Jose. Villa, David Villa, who is still great, should probably be playing for the Spanish national team, has two goals and three assists in his last three games. Absolutely love him. He's one of my favorite players of all time. Um, yeah, I just, I, to be real honest, I just feel very fortunate. I've seen him live uh, twice now. So, you know, he's just someone I really love. He really cares about the game. He ta- he's a professional. He's a pro's pro. He takes the game serious. So, you know, love him. One of the best signings, uh, one of the best uses of DP signings, um, in my opinion, in MLS history. So, you know, good for him to, to keep it going there. Um, we're going to move to the top of the West now. Portland dropped two points against lowly New England, um, but still continue to look like the Premier League, the Premier team in the MLS. Uh, this weekend, they're going to travel across the country to face dead last Philadelphia, who have yet to win a game, win a game and only have two draws. Um, they also lost 2-1 to one to D.C. United, providing them with their only victory of the season. Watch out for a potential beatdown in the city of brotherly love. Portland is not going to be happy, and Philadelphia just doesn't have the man or firepower there. Could get ugly early. Uh, Houston back on track with four goals after their loss to Portland uh, against New York Red Bulls, who will be traveling to, to play Orlando this weekend. Uh, that's the game I'll be going to. Just the one loss, like I mentioned, against Portland this season. This is a team I'm going to try to start. I'm going to try to start watching a little bit more. They're second in the West, third in the Supporter Shields race. Uh, they got 11 goals already in the young season, so I'm going to try and watch them, see if they're exciting. Again, you know, I do recommend taking a look at the MLS Live package. It's relatively cheap. You can do a month-to-month subscription. Um, it's only 80 bucks for the year, and you get all these games. You can watch condensed replays, the full match replays, 
Um, it's pretty intuitive. It's not as sleek and smooth as some of the other um, apps, but it's really cool. And you can Chromecast it. You can you know do all that stuff. Um, it's a pretty cool app, and the package, like I said, is not too expensive to get a lot, a lot of games. That's the one good thing about MLS. There are a lot of teams, 22 teams, a lot of games. So, and with basketball and NFL season, you know, NFL season's over, drafts coming out, and then it's going to be nothing. Um, NBA season's coming up with the playoffs, but, you know, after June, after the first two weeks of June, there's no NBA. And if you don't like baseball, MLS is pretty much all you have. So, you know, for 80 bucks to keep you, you know, Keep you cool during the summer months. Not not a bad deal there. Uh, Dallas had the week off, and they host Minnesota this weekend, coming off their first victory of the year, of the season, I should say, with a 4-2 win over Real Salt Lake, former Orlando City legend. Uh, Kevin Molina with a goal to insist. Um, he's looked really good for club and country lately. Still don't know why. I don't know the official reasons. I've heard grumblings. I've heard this. I've heard that. Why he's not still part of Orlando City anymore, but I didn't think that was a good move to let him leave. Uh, we're going to see if they can carry the momentum. You know, Adrian, he's, you know, hasn't really been super successful in MLS, just to be honest. They gave up, they, you know, they won, but they still gave up two goals. So they're still leaking goals. We'll see what they can do. I'm not expecting too much out of them this year, but um, we'll see. Uh, Bastian Schweinsteiger, formerly of Manchester United. I still thought he should have been there. We should have kept him. Um, scored in his debut for Chicago Fire. There you go. Um, they had to salvage a draw with a late equalizer after Montreal scored in the 90th minute themselves. Both teams out of the playoff picture early part of the season here, but we'll see what Schweinsteiger can do for them. He he is a little brittle in his in, in his current you know old and older age there, um, but if he can stay healthy, you know he's a difference maker. I really honestly believe that. Um, I, I still don't know why United left you know didn't play him. You know, even Jose Mourinho admitted I made a mistake. So we'll see. We'll see what they can do um, going on with with Schweinsteiger. And side note, it was funny how the reporter not once but twice asked Bastian Schweinsteiger if the Chicago Fire could win a World Cup. Um, they're not competing for one unless Chicago becomes a country, which I don't think is going to happen. So, but Schweinsteiger was nice enough to become friends with him and. He's going to help him learn more about soccer and the beautiful game. Uh, lastly, LA Galaxy have their third loss of the season. Uh, little, this is the this is the you hate to use this comparison, but they're like the New York Yankees, Celtics, Lakers. You know, they're the biggest brand in MLS, and they look a little shaky this season. Um, they lost at Vancouver. They were not the most hospitable host with the four-two win. And they gave Vancouver their first victory of the season. Breck Shea's out for them um, for the foreseeable future, so we'll see how that affects them. But neither team, you know, anything to go right home about. Colorado had the week weekend off, and they will travel to Kansas City in Sunday night's uh, primetime game on FS1, 7 p.m. Again, I'm going to give you the channels and the times to watch these games because the only way this sport can continue to grow here is watching the games. Watch, support your, you know, support your national league, support the Premier League, support all these leagues. This is how you create more interest. This is how you create more revenue. This is how everything becomes better. So, we're gonna go ahead and move on to European campaigns. Um, we'll start in the Bundesliga there, um, just because it's kind of settling in on who's gonna be where. Bayern running away with the title. Uh, Dortmund split points uh, at rival Schalke, but the top four, like I mentioned, look set. Um, it's just a matter now of who finishes second, third, and fourth. 
that's it. Like I said, Bayern's going to win the league, and we'll see who finishes second, third, and fourth. Uh, La Liga. Uh, Spain's league is getting interesting at the top. Madrid won again, and they stay ahead of Barcelona, who also won by two points. They also have a game in hand. However, Real have crosstown rivals Atletico this weekend, who have settled in third place themselves nicely, and they play Barcelona in two weeks. And they have Sevilla, who's also in the top four late in the season as well. Three games against the other top four competition. Uh, other top four teams, I should say. How they, they do have a nice little balance, though, with a bunch of games against the bottom half of the table. However, they also have to play Bayern Munich in the Champions League. So not super easy. It'll be I keep thinking they're gonna win, but those are hard games. Those are games they could draw and and um, you know, against Sevilla, against Barcelona, I, those are games they can lose. So it'll be interesting to see if they can win, if they can stay up top there. Um, you know, Barcelona have teams have games against top half teams, but none of them are named Atletico or Sevilla. You know, we're talking teams like in seventh place, eighth place, ninth place. Um, both of them, however, like I mentioned, Real has Bayern, Barcelona have a tough draw as well. They're going to be meeting the old lady Juventus in the quarterfinals. This race is really going to be interesting, in my opinion. It's um, it's only the top, you know, obviously those are the top two teams, and they're usually they're the only ones competing, but it's going to be very interesting. I would stay tuned to BN Sports. Uh, that's the only way to watch them, and hopefully they keep these games live instead of um, recorded. I mean, that's that's terrible, but big games in this league in the rest for the next two months. Uh, we're going to move over to the French League Un. This is also on BN Sports. You know, obviously, you're probably not going to know the names of anybody in this league, but this is still a fun league, in my opinion, if you really watch it. Uh, Monaco, despite losing to Paris Saint-Germain in the French Cup Final, 4-1, to still maintain a three-point lead um, with Nice, also only a point behind PSG. Um, so this is a fun league, like I mentioned. Monaco themselves are a very young, vibrant team. They play attractive football. How long can they keep these players? I don't know, but, you know, good for them. They've turned it around really quick um, after they sold all their players and they they started a youth movement and now everything's working out for them. So good to see them doing really well there. Um, you know, I kind of like PSG, but it'd be cool. It'd be okay to watch see Monaco win. That'd be huge for them. The young players can taste a trophy there. They got Dortmund in the Champions League and they have to balance that as well. But they look hungry enough, in my opinion, to take the title away from PSG for the first time in a while. And speaking of the Champions League, we're going to dive right right into that. It returns next week. Um, also, the French thing, I, I forget if I said, said it or not, but it's also on League on B in Sports, excuse me. Um, Champions League returns next week. Champions League is on FS1 and FS2. Um, we have some tasty matchups. Let's be real about this. And... Tuesday is going to be awesome. We have Dortmund who play host to Monaco. This is like the, the this is like the the football hipster <laughs> tie. Um, it should be exciting. Both teams are very exciting. They like to play attractive brand of football. They like to score goals. I'm expecting lots of goals. I'm expecting edge of your seat games. In my opinion, I highly suspect while this doesn't have the biggest names, Dortmund is actually kind of huge, but. This doesn't have the biggest names of the final remaining eight teams. This, in my opinion, will sneakily be the best the best round, the best tie in this round, um, especially after Monaco scored six goals against Manchester City. Um, Dortmund scored four goals in their last game against Benfica. This should be fun. 
I'm going to go ahead and take the slight experience advantage with Dortmund on this matchup. Look for them to proceed to the semifinals. Also on Tuesday in a rematch of the 2015 final from Berlin, and we already talked about it, Serie A juggernaut, the old lady, Juventus, play host to five-time champions Barcelona. Let's be real. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably watch football regularly, and I don't say much. Great fans, great stadiums, and prestigious teams. You're going to watch this one. Barcelona, I think, will stay hot in the Champions League and move on to the semifinals. On Wednesday, um, Atletico, the two Madrid Giants play. Uh, Atletico first will be playing host to surprise quarterfinalists, and I can't believe I'm saying this, Leicester City. Of all the teams in the Premier League who are still alive in the quarterfinals, I did not expect Leicester City. I have no idea what to expect. You look at this on paper, you think Atletico. They have the roster, they have the coach, they have the history, and presumably are heavy favorites. However, none of this applies when you're talking Leicester City. I'm going with Atletico, but I have a big zero confidence in this one. No idea. Um, And lastly, um, European rivals Madrid and Bayern meet in what would be a, a worthy what would be worthy of a final, much less a quarterfinal. Um, like I mentioned in the La Liga section you know, a while ago, Madrid have a tough La Liga schedule with this. Bayern's kind of coasting the Bundesliga. They're going to be able to rest players, rotate players, make sure that when they get to this game, they're going to be able to field their best roster. And that's the biggest thing when it comes to proper football. If you can rest and in the big games get your best roster on the field, the likelihood of you winning trophies goes up. I actually think Bayern is going to take them down and beat them and move on to the semifinals. First game is going to be in Munich. Look for them to set the tone early. Lewandowski is just insane and is unguardable. You know, you can't defend him. Undefendable. I don't even know if that's a word, but it sounds real. And it sounds good right there. As always, Champions League is on FS, FS1 and FS2. Definitely check them out. You can use the Fox Sports Go app. Um, watch them at work. I'm going to try to. I hope my bosses aren't listening. Um, great matches. This is a great, awesome um, final eight teams there. Um, and that's going to do it for today's episode. I wanted to thank you guys for listening. You can continue listening to us on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. We're working on some other ways to get out there. Um, please hit the subscribe buttons. We are a young operation, but we have high ambitions. High ambitions. I want to take this to the next level. Um, so I appreciate the supporters. Um, the subscribers and the listeners it's a lot more than what I thought we're going to be on so far early and young into our process there so we really appreciate that and I speak not just for myself but also of uh, CJ who's on the Disputable Take Uh, I'm working on some podcast shirts not junky ones either very high quality Um, I have some connections and I'm not talking like you know Ackley or Ike or you know over armor shirts I'm talking Oakley shirts Nike shirts stuff that I'm working on um, it should be coming soon. Not uh, and some other items as well. You know, maybe cups. You know, we'll see. Yeah, especially if you're one of those guys or or gals who like to say, you know, I was listening to them from the very beginning. That opportunity is gonna be coming soon. I'm gonna have a shirt. I'm working on it though. Got to work out the kinks on some final logos, copywriting everything. It's all costs money. Um, I know a lot of other podcasts, you know, ask for donations or any you know stuff like that. You know. I'm not going to do that. This is my operation. This is my dream. This is my goal. I'm putting my own money into this. Not saying anything that they're doing is wrong. This is just what, how I view it, and I'm going to be 
I'm trying to finance this myself. So, um, you know, I'm going to try to have everything there for you. Uh, again, thank you, though, for your support. We're growing more and more each time. We definitely appreciate that. Proper Blokes podcast. Um, it's just one of the two podcasts on our Prism Network. For all your N- NBA, NFL, and UFC, and other major sports talk news, uh, sports news talk, I should say, listen to the Disputable Take. That's the one with me and CJ um, duke it out, or we agree on sometimes on some things. Um, one of our debate, like I said, CJ's on vacation this week, is in France. So kudos to him. And but he'll be back. We'll be back next week with another episode, especially with the NBA season winding down. Dub Nation looking red hot. Cleveland was looking bad. And then all of a sudden, LeBron said, nah, this game against the Celtics is important. And then they throttled them. So I guess we're going back to Warriors and Cavaliers in the finals. Um, NFL drafts coming up there. Lots of stuff going on there. I'm just going to say stuff because who know, who knows? Uh, also, huge UFC fight. I've been looking forward to this one for a long time now. Daniel Cormier will be defending the light heavyweight title against my boy, Anthony Rumble Johnson, Saturday night. I think, I think my weekend is kind of booked. I got a lot of stuff going on there, but I'm going to try and get my reactions to that fight on a little disputable take one shot, like a quick take, uh, Sunday. Uh, but again... Thanks for the support. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. And as always, as we close on the uh, uh, Proper Blokes podcast, enjoy football on the telly.